0: Hello, how you doing? Welcome to Season 3, Episode 11 of Be Bougie, Be True, Be You. I'm Charlotte Jones. I hope you've had a really good week, whatever you've been up to. Before I get started, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that has tuned in to last week's episode with Toby Hellyer because it was clearly a very popular topic. We have had so many downloads and I'm very, very grateful. So if you haven't listened to it yet, it is an episode All around dating and dating apps from the male perspective. So go and check that out. I've got to say it definitely is winter today. I know that it's obviously been winter for a while, and here in the UK it has been massively wet and rainy for ages, but it's still been weirdly mild. We're not used to it being this mild at this time of year. But I would say from yesterday, I think the temperature dropped to single digits, and I'm pretty sure. I was woken up at some point very early this morning to someone scraping the windscreen on their car. So today I've actually created my very own sauna. I've basically just put the heating on and shut the door of my office. So I am in the nicest, coziest little space. And then my partner Al came in and was like, what are you doing? It is melting in here. And yet I'm not even hot. I'm just comfortable and cozy. And I love it. Moving on to this week's episode now. And I want to talk about something that has been coming up in conversations quite a lot recently, both at work and in my personal life in conversations with friends. And that is attraction. So today I want to chat about what is attraction to you? What does it mean? How important is it? And are we focusing on the wrong elements of attraction when it comes to finding a long-term relationship? And is it as important as we think it is? Let's start this week's episode. You're listening to Be Bougie, Be True, Be You with Charlotte Jones, the podcast to chat about a little bit of anything and everything. Before I start, I want to caveat by saying that I, of course, believe in order to have a happy, healthy, and fulfilling relationship, you need to be attracted to your partner. I also feel that goes without saying. However, I feel that the amount of conversations I'm either involved in or I hear via other podcasts or forms of social media, there is such a distorted view over what attraction means in order. To have a happy and healthy long term relationship. And in my opinion, this distorted view is what is hindering people from finding those long term, happy, amazing relationships that they want and hopefully are in for the rest of their lives. It always makes me laugh and still surprises me that we seem to forget attraction is in the eye of the beholder. Every single person will find a different look a different body part, a different characteristic, a different value, a different personality trait attractive because we are all made up differently and different things will be more important than others to each individual and yet when someone makes a comment on somebody else being attractive or finding someone really attractive and then somebody goes really well they're not my type we can't seem to understand it we're like how can they not be your type they're gorgeous and it always seems to shock us that we don't get there is no one size fits all when it comes to attraction that everybody is going to find something different more attractive than others i think that sentence makes sense and that's what makes us all so amazing and that's what makes life so fun because we are all different if we all found the same person and the same body part attractive life would be pretty boring wouldn't it And there is also this crucial factor that so many of us don't know about. And I didn't know about it until I researched, until I studied it. There are so many factors that come into deciding who and why we find somebody attractive that are much more than their appearance. Attachment styles have a huge part to play in this. So for example, if you are somebody that has an anxious attachment style, if somebody is avoidant with you, you're going to find that a lot more attractive and very quickly someone that may have just seemed quite average to you suddenly looks and seems and feels so much more attractive and the only reason that is is because when they are ghosting you or being aloof with you or whatever they're doing that is triggering an anxiety within you somewhere and activating that part of you that likes to chase it likes to fix it doesn't feel good enough and needs to impress them and suddenly they seem amazing but it's all distorted by this inner anxiety over something that may have happened something may be really small when you're a child and you don't even remember but something that created this anxious attachment style within you and scenarios like this play out in dating all the time and it's nobody's fault because if we're not taught this if we're not taught how to understand how our brain works from this angle from this perspective how are we supposed to know that we're not actually finding somebody as attractive as we think we are because we're blindsided by everything that's going on in our brain and when you have anxiety and even if you're not a typical anxiety sufferer but it is triggering something in you that's making you feel anxious those chemicals will pollute your brain and really distort the way that you think and feel about so many things and it's so hard to know what's real and what's not so it's nobody's fault when i'm saying this i just thought it would be quite Maybe be useful to bring some light to this because I have the same conversation time and time again and another factor that comes into deciding who we find attractive or who we think is super super hot and some people are quite open about this others not so much and that is the opinions of others so when we're dating if we're being honest dating can make us feel quite vulnerable quite insecure even if it's just a little bit even if we've been doing it for a really long time sometimes we get used to it and sometimes it helps our confidence but quite often putting yourself out there there's a lot of unknowns and it can just make you feel very uncertain and unsure so you're feeling a bit vulnerable you're feeling a little bit uncertain a little bit exposed what is the quickest way to make yourself feel a bit good feel a little bit sassy and give yourself that boost That is by saying you are dating somebody that you think everybody else will be jealous of. And again, we forget that this is just our interpretation of what we assume to be hot. But we think if we can bag the guy that is six foot two, he's got a six pack. He seems to have a quite a good enough job that he's comfortable. He ticks all the boxes that we think everybody else is looking for we will brag about it. We will brag, we will be excited, and we will love to slightly rub people's noses in it. And I don't mean that in a mean way. We might do it in a jokey fun way with our friends, and there is nothing wrong with that. But it is really important to remember that your ego is driving most of that. It's seeing all the things that we know society approve of on paper, and it's going, oh, tick, everybody will like that. Oh, tick, my mum will like that. Oh, tick, my friend will be well jealous of that. Oh, tick, everybody will be jealous of that part. And the list goes on. I've got a perfect example of this. When my marriage ended, it was maybe, it was March, I forgot forgotten. And about two or three months later, moving into summer, I received a DM from a guy on Instagram. And this guy happened to be an actor and a model. And he was asking me out. He was asking for my number to have a chat. And when I tell you that I bragged to every single friend, friends that I hadn't even spoken to in several months, and I just had to let them know that the first guy I was speaking to since my marriage ended, and the first guy as an adult, because I'd been with my ex since I was 19, was not just an actor, he was a model, you could see him here, you could see him there, I was buzzing. And I spoke to him on and off for a couple of months, and a few weeks in, because there was quite some distance between us. He wanted to arrange a date. He was going to come to me. He was putting all these plans in place. Honestly, the nerves, the excitement, but the validation I was getting from this. It was giving me life at the time. But then two days later, he cancelled the date without any warning. Bearing in mind, his voice notes to me beforehand had been very long, very chatty. This was a very short, very quick, sorry, not going to be able to make it now. And it triggered all my old things around loss, the anxiety. I have an anxious attachment, if you hadn't guessed already. And I was, I played it cool. I was quite casual, but a few weeks went by and I hadn't heard from him. And the vulnerable, insecure part of me thought, I'll just reach out. I just, it just seemed a bit strange. I'll just, I'll just see what he's doing. And he came straight back, was chatting loads And then he arranged a virtual date with me. And again, so excited, a little bit more cautious this time, but still excited. And it was just feeding that part of my ego. My divorce had just started. It was not the nicest. And I was feeling in a pretty low place. So the fact that this actor, model, entrepreneur guy had seemed briefly interested in me for five minutes, I was milking it and then some. The truth is we had nothing in common our lives were in very different places we were wanting very different things we had very different outlooks but I didn't care because all I told anybody that wanted to know how my life was going oh the first guy post-marriage who's this was oh he's a model by the way oh yeah he's an actor and that's all I would say and that's because I wanted the validation from others I knew this thing had absolutely no legs it was a bit of flattery but I made it much bigger and I also internalized it much bigger for a little while because it made me feel good Because for that moment, I still got validation from external factors other than myself. And I wonder now, if you thought back to a time when you've been dating, maybe you've been on 10 dates, 20 dates via the apps, and you know yourself, if there is a picture that you think everyone will deem hot, not just you, you are much more likely to swipe if he ticks those society boxes of what we deem attractive, you're going to do it just for that approval, just for that reassurance. And if I'm wrong, please feel free to message me and tell me I'm wrong. But doing the work that I do, having my friends go through divorces and seeing them navigate new relationships. And it's been really fascinating, actually, to have two close friends go through a divorce at the same time as me and for us to all discover what we find attractive and what we choose and how we choose to go into a relationship because we evolved and changed so quickly from the very first weeks and months after that breakup to six months to a year in, to a year and a half in. And our opinion was constantly changing and it was only changing the more we were learning, the more we were realising from our marriages, what went wrong, what we didn't like, what we don't want again and what would have helped the relationship work. What did our ex need that would have actually maybe meant the relationship went better. What do we need to do differently? All of that. And the more we learned that, and the more we spoke and discovered what triggered us, what made us feel good, what made us feel bad, really did impact the type of people we found attractive and the type of people we were going on dates with. And it could change quite significantly. And it is so important because if you are really wanting a long-term happy relationship, whether that's marriage and children or whether that is just an equal partner that you share your life with. If that is something, and it's not for everybody, but if that is something that you are wanting, I really want you to think about the factors that you were putting on how you choose a person. Because I know when I was on dating apps, and it's quite interesting because I didn't meet my partner through a dating app, but when I was on dating apps, I never saw one picture of somebody I was speaking to and that's not to to insult anybody but there wasn't one picture of somebody I was speaking to that jumped out to me and I was like they are so hot. Now that's not to say I didn't swipe on any people that I considered hot it's just they didn't come back to me but anybody I thought was attractive or I was curious about that I swiped on and ended up in conversations with there wasn't one picture that really jumped out to me and I thought all of those things. They just had a look where I was like, I can see their attraction, but I think I'm gonna need to decide in person. So I kept that open mind and I met them in person. And when I did, I was always pleasantly surprised. And I know that's not always the case. I know sometimes we can get there and we can be disappointed. But unfortunately, that is part of the process of dating. It is putting yourself out there, having to trial somebody you're not sure about just to see because you could be so pleasantly surprised. But unfortunately, until you do it, you're not going to know. And I know that when you've been dating for a while, you want to save time, you want to save the aggro and the suspense and the upset and the disappointment if it's not what you thought but if you are to relax and just open your mind slightly you see a photo of somebody where you're like i'm not sure if i'm attracted to this picture but i don't know what they're going to look like in person and it might surprise me it might not but i know that i am not feeling an instant no to this picture i'm going to go and see how i feel just doing that alone and changing that mindset slightly will make all the difference because you are opening up to see what other factors you find attractive And you never know, you might completely surprise yourself where there was something that you considered you didn't like, you wouldn't date somebody that either had that characteristic or did that for a living or something like that. And yet you meet them and you have the best time ever and you can't wait to see them again. You honestly just don't know. And I think it's part of human nature to want to try and eliminate as many Potential issues or upsets as possible and keep ourselves safe so we can put things on it by saying, I don't think they're attractive, or I don't like the job that they do, I don't like where they live, or I don't like this about them. But actually, if you just have a bit of an open mind, I'm not saying, like, for example, if you know that you're not somebody that likes to travel all the time, then obviously somebody that loves to be on a plane every other week is probably not going to be the right person for you. But those elements where you've decided that maybe you've branded every lawyer as a type of person you don't want to date. Now, every single lawyer is not going to be the same person. Yes, (laughs) there will be a lot that have similar characteristics, but you cannot group people like that because you just don't know. And you might be missing this incredible opportunity because of this bias you've created around lawyers, media people, People in advertising, any career, I'm just pulling them literally out of my head right now. But not everybody in advertising, not everybody in retail will be the same. They will be their own individual self. As I said earlier, there are so many factors when it comes to our brain and how we choose if somebody's attractive or not. But I haven't got time to talk about them all. So the final one that I want to share with you is the term settling. And what does that really mean? because for me, if someone was to tell me they thought they were settling, I would assume that means they are in a relationship with somebody where they are putting all their effort into it, they're trying really, really hard to make it work and they don't feel that effort is being reciprocated. They don't feel they are being treated in a way that they should be or that they would like to be and they've tried to have the conversations and nothing seems to be budging or working. To me, that is settling. However, I have had so many conversations with people where it becomes really clear that when they talk about settling and they don't want to settle and they don't think anybody should settle, so much of that settling is linked to appearance and they deem settling as, oh, They seem really nice, but they don't have a six pack. They do seem really nice and they seem like they would be great in a relationship, but I really need to date someone who's over six foot. And to them, settling is so much about the appearance and it's almost like the extra tick box they could tick for man, woman, whoever they're dating. Is more so appearance-based and aesthetic-based over their values, over their characteristics, over how they treat somebody. And I think society has created this term around settling, which is why it's so often people's go-to. And again, there can be so many different interpretations when you say you've settled. Funny enough, I was having a conversation with my partner earlier. And I was talking about this episode and said something about settling. And he said it's really interesting that when you talk about a lot of things in life and you say the word settled, it's a positive meaning. So if you've moved a cat into a new home and you say, Bertie settled in really well last night, you're like, oh, that's lovely. Oh, I'm so pleased. But if you talk to somebody in a relationship and you say, oh, you've settled, you mean that as in you've settled down, you seem comfortable, you seem happy, you seem in love. But people will automatically get defensive if you say you've settled. They'll be like, what do you mean by that? How am I settling? And it has this negative connotation when it comes to dating. And it's obviously just built up over the years through what we see in the media and around us all the time. But again, if you are somebody that hasn't found the relationship that you want to be in for at least a very long time, if not for the rest of your life, and you are basing it on you think you are settling if they're going to be two inches shorter or they have to have a certain hairstyle, or they have to have a certain look, dark features, light features, whatever it might be, because that's your type. It could be a form of emotional unavailability and being scared to really open yourself up to what you could find. Because if we put these barriers in the way, such as these details in people's appearance, it's very easy to dismiss somebody when they don't have that. And we're actually protecting ourselves. And again, we so might not be aware we're doing this, But it's very easy to create that barrier of I can't settle because they don't have this. I can't settle. They're a lawyer. I did like them, but I don't like dating lawyers. I don't know why I keep going to lawyers. I do apologize. I have absolutely no issues with lawyers whatsoever. I think I was watching Suits earlier. (laughs) So it really is checking in as to why this is so important for you. And a lot of people go, I can't help what I find attractive. It's just what I find attractive. And of course, we all have things that we find attractive. I feel like that's a key line in this podcast today. When I met my partner, the first thing I noticed about him was he had very broad masculine shoulders and arms. And for me, arms are a thing. I know that I am drawn to that, and I saw that. However, when we started talking... If he ended up being a bit of an idiot or a complete jerk, the arms pale into significance really quickly and I wouldn't want to speak to him again. The reason that I gave him my number and we ended up going on a date was how respectful and how kind and how unassuming he was when he met me. And he was very genuine. Those were the things that made me go on a date with him. And to me, having the masculine arms was just a cherry on top. But if we see somebody, we're getting on really well, and then we go, I saw this picture of them... And now it's just changed everything. I don't think I fancy them anymore. You could be doing yourself a massive disservice because if you are building a connection and you're forming a bond with somebody and you felt really excited and it's going really well, but they just send you a picture and you think, I don't know how I feel about that picture. That's really not something to end a relationship over If you're in person and you find that you're not wanting to touch them and cuddle them and maybe kiss them because you don't feel attracted, that is a completely different story. You should never force yourself to like kiss somebody or give somebody a cuddle if you just know you're not feeling it. But so often, when we see a picture and we go, No, I've changed my mind, so often it's just out of fear. And you're missing an opportunity. You are missing that chance, a relationship that you were building, a good relationship. You were enjoying that connection. You were enjoying that person's company. And none of us have completely flattering photos all the time there are all those photos we know but like don't show anyone that i hate that don't post that one cut me out of it if you're going to post it all that kind of stuff and we have to remember that if people see unflattering photos of us they might think that of us as well so again it's that element of being a two-way street slightly where if you're going to be very quick to judge somebody on an unflattering photo or maybe just a certain comment they've made before you've given it a chance you are potentially missing an opportunity. And I think in an ideal world, I would love to be able to start to change the meaning of the word settle and have it mean something positive, like settling down. Again, it's over the years developed a really negative connotation of people settling for a life when they could have done so much more. But there are lots of people who are actually very happy, very in love, and the life that they have feels very settled, but they love that and that's exactly what works for them. And I would love for that to be the more, common connotation to the word settled but I don't think right in this day and age at this very moment in time that's going to be something that happens and that's okay but I think if you are somebody who is dating or you're just wanting to meet your partner that you're going to spend a significant amount of your life with and you're struggling to find it and you're not sure why and you think it's that people are not matching up to the standard you've set in your head or whatever it may be think about what the term settling means to you and could it do with being shifted just a fraction? and then maybe a little fraction more, because is the term settling closing you off to opportunities where you could have the most fantastic, incredible relationship with someone who might just happen to be an inch shorter? And again, I'm also very aware that people will hear this episode, and I think it's still common when you hear people talk in a way where it could sound as if they're making allowances for people's appearances as you know i had to do that i felt i had i felt i had to do that caveat at the beginning it's taken negatively it's taken again people are settling or you're just making an excuse for someone you maybe don't find attractive and i think it's also fair to say you know this subject is very open to interpretation just as i said that conversation i had with my partner earlier of his interpretation of what settled means everybody can look at this differently it can take a different meaning and if you really want to stick to that you know you do you i'm happy for you But I know, and not just my own experience, but experiences of friends and people I've seen around me, that when they have made that shift to just being curious about the person, to paying closer attention to the values and their personality and what traits they show and seeing how the other parts fall into place... They have ended up in the most fantastic, deep, meaningful relationships that they didn't realize they could ever have. And that was when they shifted from looking at how tall they were to how they see their future to how do they communicate in an argument. Do they make me feel loved still or do I feel like I've been deserted and ghosted for a week? And finally, it's important to be aware that sometimes we unintentionally put such high expectations on other people because we think it is going to bring a certain feeling. If we focus so much on the outsides and the aesthetics, it's gonna make us feel amazing and exciting. And I want you to think about material objects, no matter how materialistic you are. We always have something, and that can range from a TV to a new car, maybe a house, but it might just be a nice new handbag or a top. There is something that maybe you think, when I get that bag, I'm gonna feel so good, I cannot wait to get my hands on that bag. That car is going to mean I've made it. And when I drive that car, everybody's going to know I'm doing well for myself and I'm going to feel really good. When you get to that point where you buy the handbag or you get the car and you're driving in the car, sure, it feels good for a couple of weeks. And very quickly, that good, that buzz that you got from achieving that goal of getting that external thing, the feeling wears off. And it is the same when you use that mindset with dating, when you focus so much on the outsides and the external It will create a very brief satisfaction. But what is going to bring that long term, that loving feeling, that happiness? It all comes from within you. And when you love yourself and you are happy and you are relaxed, you will stop worrying about all these small details that in the bigger picture don't matter. We're all going to age some of us will age better than others, who knows, but we're all going to lose those parts of ourselves that we love at some point on the outside, we're going to get a bit saggy, we're going to get a bit wrinkly and we should embrace that and embrace it in others and stop worrying about it so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode, I always love to chat to you, if you've got any comments you would like to share, feel free to message me on Instagram at Charlotte Jones presents, and I will see you soon.